not afraid of COVID, so I told her to go ahead and put it on me. I hope that's okay with you. Yeah. Um, there's so much fear around the world today. To be honest, it's sad. Hawaii is known as the spirit of aloha. We're losing it because of this sickness. But I pray that God will do something to open the door so that we can be who we are, that God called us to be. Amen? Amen. Daniel mentioned a little bit of my background. I joined youth, youth with a mission when I was young. And that was 40 years ago. You will hear a little bit of my story during my message, and I hope that you will be encouraged that God can take somebody from a little island in Samoa to share the gospel in 38 countries. Nothing is impossible to the Lord. Amen? Amen. Hilo, you're not just known as a rainy side of the island. I hope you accept that because God wants to wash you out. The old to the new. It's green here in Hilo. And I hope our lives here are green too in our walk with the Lord. But before I start, I want to be opinions to the Lord. Uh, where's Anela? She's the one that put the lay on me, right? Can you bring your Bible up here with you? It means bring your Bible with you. <laughs> Do you want me to speak in Samoan? Okay. You now you have a Bible. Okay, Daniel, she needs a Bible. All right. I was praying about this service and uh, just hearing her testimony this morning, prayed my It breaks my heart. With people have been abused. But the Lord spoke to me very clearly this morning as you were sharing. And then, uh, open your Bible to Jeremiah 29. Jeremiah is right next to Revelation. <laughs> oh, I know, sorry. <laughs> Just testing. Jeremiah 29. No, Jeremiah is in the other side. Yeah. Yeah. Just look for Jeremiah 29. Sorry, everyone. Don't need to be sorry. Can somebody up there put Jeremiah 29 on a computer? On a, um, 11 to 14. 
I want you to read that out loud. That's the word of the Lord for you. Okay. Okay. For I know the thoughts that I think toward okay, you. Let's see. Let's put your name first before you do. Anella. Oh. Anella, I know the thoughts that I think toward you, saith the Lord. Thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end. Then shall you call upon me, and ye shall go and pray unto me, and I will hearken unto you. And ye shall seek me, and find me, when ye shall search for me with all your heart. And I will be found of you, saith the Lord, and I will turn away your captivity, and I will gather you from all the nations, from all the places, whither I have driven you, saith the Lord. I will bring you again into the place whence I caused you to be carried away captive. Yes, sir. I just found the Lord wants me to share that with you and also tell you He heard the cry of your heart. And He understands every moment of your life. And God is going to pour on you something that is so great. People that abuse you will be ashamed of themselves because God is going to use you mightily. Amen. Good. Okay, that's out of the way now. Thank God. I want to tell you something funny. Do you want to hear something funny? Uh, do I, am I talking to people or the cheers? Do you want to hear something funny? Yes. Oh, there you go. You're finally awake. Um, there was a story of a couple was celebrating their 50th anniversary. One day, the man said to his friends, oh, we're going to celebrate our 50th anniversary. And I'm trying to think of what I'm going to do. And the friend said, oh, what did you do on your 25th anniversary? And uh, the man said, oh, my wife always wanted to go to China, Beijing, China. He, she always want to go there. So on our 25th anniversary, I took her there. And the friend said, so what are you going to do for, what did you do for your 50th anniversary? And the man said, oh, I finally went and picked her up. <laughs> I have to say that joke. Because you guys are falling asleep. <laughs> okay, this morning, um, I'm going to share a little bit on the whole area of faith. Because that's my life. I live my life with that word faith every day for the last 40 years. And my family just happened to move to Texas last six months we had it with Hawaii that's a joke <laughs> you guys are so sad man <laughs> come on uh, we moved to Texas because I have two grandkids they always cry Papa and Mama please come so we gave up everything in Hawaii 
Well, I came back here to sell my house, and my house is on the market now. Moving to to Texas, we're gonna be U-Haul. We're gonna be hee <laughs> So no more aloha, it's gonna be hee <laughs> Or we can say aloha. Or oh, finally, you have that word. But um, faith is always something that I love. Can uh, you put up the scripture? Sorry. Matthew 21, 21. In 1980, I was at the University of the Nations. I mean, not the University of the Nations. University of the Nations is new now. I was at the University of the South Pacific in Fiji. It's a university where all the Pacific Islanders come in to learn agriculture, uh, become agriculture, all kind of stuff. I was there for one year. I was the first one of all our kids, 13 of us, that made it to university. And can you imagine how prideful my father was? He was so happy. He talked to everybody in the village so proud, uh, proudly about his son at the university. After one year, the Lord spoke to me to serve him. And I said, serve you. And the Lord said, I heard about you for permission, and I said, wow, it's 24 hours service, and I want to do that. So I went and told my dad, and he just came back from the school, he just paid off my second year. And I said, dad, I'm so sorry that I'm not going back to school. I want to be a missionary. And he looked at me with a shock and angry. He said, why? I said, because I want to serve God. I want to be a missionary. And the first thing that came out of my, my father's mouth was, how much are you going to get paid for? <laughs> how much are you going to get? I said, Dad, in fact, I don't get paid. I have to pay to join. Some of our here know what he means. And he was so mad. He said to me, the moment you walk out of that door, you will be no longer called my son. It hurts so bad. I want to take a shower and I say, God, I'm confused. I'm so confused. What should I do? You said, obey your parents. And the word of the Lord says, you haven't finished the sentence. Obey your parents in the Lord. So I said, okay, I'm going to obey you in spite of what my father felt. So I left to come to YWAM. And you know how much money I have? Twenty-five cents. I left to go to mission with only twenty-five cents in my pocket. I walk in, the school leader said, oh, so what are you going to do? I said, I don't know. The Lord spoke to me to come, so I'm here. 
And I know he's going to provide. And before four weeks of this, the lecture phase, my whole school fee came in. I still don't know who paid for it. And my first trip out of the island, I still don't know who paid for it. But in obedience to the Lord, I just packed my back and ready to go. The Lord provided my airfare at the airport 15 minutes before the flight leaves. So he cannot tell me that a God that we serve cannot do it because he did it to me. I am a living testimony of his faithfulness. 15 minutes before the plane leaves, and he opened every little door, even immigration. That scripture alone in Matthew 21, 21. And Jesus answered and said unto them, Verily I say unto you, If you have faith and doubt not, you shall not only do what is done to the fig tree, but even he shall say unto the mountain, Be thou taken up and cast into the sea, and it shall be done. Any situation in our life can be moved if you believe in God. In fact, I don't know if I still have it in my pocket. I hope I do. Oh, yes, I do. What is inside this little bottle here? It's a seat of a master seat. I carry this everywhere with me. It's a sign of how little your faith can be and you still can move mountains. You can hardly see it anyway. But that's what, how compare your faith. You can move mountain. Amen? I'm just going to give you a little story. I'm writing a book, so uh, hopefully you will get it when I'm done 10 years later. But <laughs> Daniel always did that. But um, moving, I came here to Kona, didn't have any money. My rent, I trust the Lord that you pay my rent every day, every month. And before the deadline, God shows up. I married one of the most beautiful women in this world. I think she is a beautiful woman in this world. I was hoping that a man would say, no, my wife is, but none of you is. Anyway, <laughs> never mind. But, <laughs> man, are you guys awake or what? You know, I married the most beautiful woman in this world. You know where she's from? Kyoka, Hilo. The Kumo family, in fact, her cousin's here, Miki. And I have two princes. I name all of them princess. No, princess. I gave them princess name. Because I am 
just to let you know, I am from a royal family in Samoa. My kids also know. They know who they are. So I gave them name. In fact, I was just bestowed a chief title last year in December, which I never wanted to do it, but my family forced me to do it. But those are all addition of blessings of God. For so many years, I deny it. No, I don't want it. I don't want it. But they say, please. So I say, I'm going to take it, but I'm not going to be there to, to serve the family. And they say, oh, it's okay. We'll do everything. You just have to hold a name. So my, my kids, I gave them the princess name before I even became a chief. But what I'm saying this to you, when God speaks to you something, don't disobey. Don't disobey him. When he called me to YWAM, I didn't know what the future is going to look like. 40 years later, I'm still here. And moving to Texas, I don't know what I was going to do. All I was listening to is the voice of my little grandchildren. Papa, please can you move here? That's all I listened to. And I said, God, can you confirm that? If there's a real confirmation, send me. And the Lord gave me that scripture of how Jesus saw the disciples on the ocean, fishing all night, came back nothing. And Jesus said, throw the net on the other side. And I bet the disciple was thinking, ah, how can you tell us to throw the net on the other side when we were here all night long? So how can you tell us to throw a net? Same ocean that we were sitting on for the whole night. But because they listened to the word of the Lord, they obey God. It caused him to have faith to throw the net. Guess what? The net was full. They couldn't even lift it. How many of us here are sitting on the same ocean for so many years? How many of you have been fishing the same area all night long and you catch nothing? And that little voice of the Lord said, throw on the other side. And he said, nah. You know the spirit of defeat will cause you to disobey God. The spirit of the discouragement will cause you not to listen to his voice because you're afraid to know what the other side is. So when God spoke to me to move to Texas, I said, okay, I'm not just going to move to Texas, I'm going to leave everything. Me and my wife was a leader of Island Bridge Corner. I laid it down. I gave it up. And I also lead on Island Bridge International. We have 11 countries that I was lead, leading the International Island Bridge. I gave that up. And I have no hesitation of giving it up. You know why? Because I know God has something greater on the other side. Are you afraid to move forward to what God has called you to do? It's because of circumstances. 
Are you afraid to leave that part of the ocean you've been fishing for so long so that God can open your eyes to see something new? There was a prophecy over Hawaii that Hawaii, the new movement of the Holy Spirit is going to come through Hawaii, to the Pacific, back to Israel. Is our Hawaiian people prepared for that? We won't be ready for it if you doubted the Lord. Hebrew 11.6 And without faith, it is impossible to be well-pleasing unto him. Guys, very simple. Word of the Lord. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. For he that comes, that God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that seek after him. Romans 10, 17. So, belief comes of hearing, and hearing by the word of God. How many of us here, when you're about to do something and you have that little voice in the back of your head say, don't, or do it. And we say, ah, hmm, it's just my thoughts. There are things in my life, I tell you. I do things that my kids, my, even my kids say, now, don't tell dad no, because that, no, that word no has no place in this vocabulary. And that's true. No is not part of my language. Because I know who is, I know who I depend on. Amen? And how many of you parents are struggling with your kids? You gotta check where you're at. In your word, in your love for God, and what God has in store for you. Now faith is assurance of things hoped for, a conviction of things not seen. Some of us, we place our faith in what we already know what's going to come. I was diagnosed with kidney sickness two years ago. And I went to see the doctor in corner and they said, well, you need to do dialysis. And I said, what happened? Oh, your blood just came. You only have 9% of your kidneys, both of your kidneys working. I was 290 pounds. I lost 71 pounds. And I went to see the dialysis. They said they sent me to the dialysis. I was sitting in that dialysis office. And all they talked about was like, prepare me for death. It was terrible. We have to do your dialysis now. You only have 9%. It's going to be bad. And I look at my wife. I said, Let's get out of this office. And she said, why? I said, I don't like this office. All I can feel is death. Let's get out. 
So we stood out of that office. We went down to Keho, where Kamehameha, what's the name? Um, yeah, Kawiki Ole was praying. You remember the baby was born, he was dead. And they took the baby there and he prayed and claimed life and came back to life. My wife, because of her bloodline, linked to Kamehameha and Uncle Mickey, know that. It was the bloodline, so said, Dad, hun, let's go. Let's go to this place. We went and sat there and we started praying. Curses, breaking curses over the spirit of death. And I said to my doctor here, you know what, I'm going to look for a second opinion. So I went to Texas. My daughter knows a doctor in Texas. And she set up an appointment. And I happened to be one of the six top kidney doctors in America. I gave him my report. He said, oh, yeah, you're 9%. Oh, yeah. Dialysis is not my option. And I said, can you say that again? Because it brings lives to me. And he said, no, you don't need dialysis. Now, I'm at 6%. And I'm stronger than ever. Yeah. Every time I go see the doctor, he said, I don't know whatever you do. But keep doing it because you don't even look sick. He said, 6% I will put the dialysis already on. But you don't look sick. And I've been driving back and forth. You know why? Because my faith is in God. If he created my body, he can fix my body too. If God put together my body, he can fix it too the way he originally did. And he will confuse the doctors. Because my doctor wouldn't understand why I am still looking the way I look with the percentages I have. So whatever situation you're at, trust the Lord with all your heart. Believe in it. Don't doubt it. You know, when you say, God, I trust you for my sickness. Ouch! Oh, is it sore? Then you dwell again in doubt. But if you believe that he will, he will heal you. Satan tried to take my life three times. He did. He never win. Because I serve the God that I believe in. And I serve the God that created everything in this world. But one good thing I know of God in the Bible, He speaks healing. Everything He does, He speaks. Do you know that? From Genesis, the book of Genesis, He speaks life, He speaks light, He speaks darkness. Everything he speaks. So his word, whenever he tells you something, listen to it. His disciple, listen to him. Throw the net on the other side. Out of their obedience and believe in what he said, they catch a lot of fish. And it's the same thing God wants to do with you. Believe him for everything you go through. Amen? I haven't even touched my note yet, but it's good. Are you guys all right? Praise the Lord.
There is one thing also I want to, one of the testimonies in my life is that when I bought my house in Kona, this is a testimony to the workers. Um, I went in and they said, oh, the house is going to be $420,000. I said, okay, good. I'm going to, I'm going to buy that house. My wife said to me, how are you going to do it? I said, don't worry. I'm going to buy the house. And the lady said, okay, can you go to the bank and give me your bank statement so that I can start filing your, your application and everything else? So I said, okay, are you sure you want to see it? And she said, well, I need it. This is not I want to see it, it's needed. I said, okay, I'm going. Went to the bank, get my bank statement, came back, put it on her desk, and she looked at me like angry. And she looked at me, she said, how do you expect me to do this? I said, what? What do you mean? You're asking for $420,000 home, and you only have $250 in your account? I said, yes. And he said, so how do you expect me to do I said, are you a professional with your job? And she said, yeah. I said, do your best. I'm going to go do my best. And she said, what do you do? I said, I pray. That's all I said to her. And I left. She was mad. She was angry. And then three weeks later, I was just sitting at home. You know, living in faith is fun sometimes. You don't know what tomorrow looks like. So I was sitting at home and I got this phone call with the tone of her voice. Hey, Mr. Patu, can you bring your wife? I need to talk to both of you. I said, oh, okay. All right, I'll bring my wife. I called up my wife and said, "Han, let's meet up to this place where we did our mortgage. And we walk in and a lady looked at me, shook her head. She said, I don't know what you do. I don't understand it. I said, what do you mean? This has never happened to our office. I said, what do you mean? This Friday, you're picking up your key. I moved into my house in 2004. $250 in my account. I'm not telling this because I'm proud of who I am, but I'm telling you that no, that God can do anything if you believe in it. Amen? I travel to 38 countries in this world. I still don't know who pay my ticket most of the time. I am a, a living sec, uh, testimony of what this faithfulness is. I wouldn't be sitting here, standing here today if it wasn't God. And my oldest daughter got married, and I said, baby, how are we going to do the wedding? She said, dad, what do you mean? How are we going to do the wedding? Well, it's going to cost money. We did it at the palace, uh, Queen's Palace in town. And uh, she said, she looked at me that day, she corrected me, and I cried. She said, dad, all these years of my life, I watched you believe in God. And I watched everything that he provides for you. Are you telling me that he cannot do for my wedding? Oh, I was repented. I said, baby, I'm so sorry. I am so sorry. Dad is wrong. Yes, let's do the wedding. 
Let's believe God. I only have $78 in my account. Let's do the wedding. Let's do it. Let's plan it. Let's go. So we went and booked the, the Queen's Palace, set up everything, and did a wedding. It was most beautiful. In the end, it cost us $22,000. And it was all paid off. There were miracles after miracles after miracles. I can tell you all kinds of miracles for the last 40 years in my life. But that's not going to help you if you're not willing to step out. You can hear my story and you can go home and forget about it. But I hope that you'll hear my story and take it as a challenge to believe that God is a God. He is real. He is real. I walk into a car dealer, buy a car, with no money, I walk out with a car. My kids know that. We arrive in Texas, my daughter said, oh, I need a car. I said, oh, you need a car? Okay, let's go. Car dealer, I want that car dealer. 45 minutes, I came with a car. No money. I took an outreach team from Samoa. 21 people from Samoa, kids. No money. They have no money. So we believe God to feed us. <clears throat> Every day we have bread and tea. Tea by itself. That's all we eat. We trust the Lord every day. These TTSs, man, they spoil. <laughs> they have food to eat. We didn't. We just have to cook a boil of water, put tea in there, and that's our breakfast and lunch and dinner. So I took this team of outreach for 21 salmons, uh, no money, to our outreach with only 24 paangas, I mean paangas, the Tongan money, which is only 12 US dollars. For the whole two months, 12 US dollars, I have to take these 21 kids to feed. Guess what? We came back home fat because we ate so much. And God provided. Even the queen of Tonga gave to me, to our team, without knowing what we were praying for, exactly the same amount we needed. The Lord said to go see the, 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 the principal of this school. I walk in and she said, oh, you're here. I said, how do you know I was coming? And she said, the Lord spoke to our prayer meeting last night. You will be coming. And this is the envelope of the money that God spoke to us to give to you. Exactly what my team need to live. And one time I took a team, there's no airfare. I went to the, the, the travel agent and I say, I need to take this team to outreach, but how can we book our ticket? We don't have any money to start here. And she said, oh, what? And I said, we don't have money, but we know we are supposed to go to the Say, okay, come back tomorrow. I went back the next day, 17 tickets already issued, no finances. She said, pay us when you get the money. I'm telling all these stories, the reason why, because I want you to know that our Father in heaven is real. He hears a cry of your heart. You know, times that you're alone in your home, 
You think nobody hear you? No. He hears you very clearly. Amen? Are you guys all right? So we're going to, I'm going to stop there. I'm not going to go through my notes anyway. I'm done. But my prayer is you. Did you hear that voice of the Lord says, throw the nets on the other side? Are you willing to listen to that voice? Are you willing to obey his command? Are you willing to lay down your rights, your pride, and obey what God is saying? I really believe you obey God, you can see the harvest on the other side, amazingly. We have to change our mindset from the mindset of defeat, that I cannot do it, to a mindset of victory. I can do it through Christ who strengthened me. You can change your mindset of discouragement to a spirit of worship in being encouraged that God is able to do anything. All the music that we heard this morning in worship was amazing. Amazing. And that's exactly what God wants to do with you. So if you are here and you needed that prayer to be able to step out or obey God to throw the net on the other side and you're so burned out fishing the same area of the ocean, maybe God's requiring of you to move to Texas, thank God. Yeah, right. I think the rock is too hard for you. Never mind. But... <laughs> If you are here to, that you need that prayer, I want you to stand up. I want to pray for you that God will peel the spirit of faith in you. That you will step in, in spite of not knowing what the future looks like. So if you're here, please stand up. Thank you. Thank you. Dad, I want to lift up everyone here today. And I know exactly, Jesus, that you understand exactly where their hearts are. Would you come, Holy Spirit, and pour your spirit over each one of them? Would you remind them that you are the God that healed? You're the God that provides. You're the God that opens doors and nobody can. I rebuke any spirit of doubt in the name of Jesus over them. I pray against the spirit of defeat in their mind that they cannot do it. Only certain people can do it. No, Lord, if you can do it with a little boy from the island, you can do it for anybody. And I pray for your blessings over each and every one of them. Would you open the door, Father God, to, of their eyes and their hearts to see how great you are? Meet them where they are, Dad, whether it's financial, whether it's physical, whatever it is, God, I pray that you will meet them where they are. 
Set our hearts free. Set our hearts free for you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I just want to relate to you also this word that I heard this morning. That I want to pass it on. That one of our prophets spoke it out. And I want to say I felt so right about it. Check the next five weeks of your life. God's about to do something in the next five weeks. All you got to do, connect your ears to the Lord. Connect your mind to God. And he will direct your path. And take one step at a time. If God is asking of you, bake a cake and bless somebody, do it. Do something for somebody else that God can do something for you. I pray against the spirit of greediness and selfishness. There's another step that why block us from being faithful and step out in faith. Do something for somebody for the next five weeks. And you watch what the Lord's going to do. Amen? Amen. Amen. Thank you. Now...